You're tuned into the best in paranormal podcasting. This is the Paranormal 60 News with a brand new guest host filling in tonight for two of our missing comrades. Stay tuned. Jennifer Runyon joins us next. Good evening and welcome, my little darklings. Hey, are you part of the UnX Network yet? If you're not a subscriber, you should do it. Log on to unxnetwork.com and sign up for the free subscription right there on the main page of the site. Again, it's unx, U-N-X, network. Dot com. Once you're there, you can be a free subscriber. You're going to get uh, the re- you'll receive the monthly uh, Unex newsletter. You'll get the X blog access and the full quarterly Unex magazine digital copy. You get it all for free. So make sure you go to unxnetwork.com. That's unxnetwork.com. U N X N E T W O R K dot com and become a free. X subscriber today. All right, folks, we are down to half staff. Believe it or not, two of our compatriots have decided to flee the country. They like to say they're at a paranormal conference. Marty and I are questioning that, but he is here with me. The Colonel is still here to hold his place. Colonel, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dave. Glad to be here. Um, yeah, I don't know. The boys are over in England. Uh, We had a song that we were supposed to feature today by by the paranormal detective, Greg Lawson. Since he was gone, we were going to fill in that impossible gap to fill with one of his original songs. But the knucklehead has it copyright protected and and, uh, YouTube won't won't allow it. So Mm. we're going to have to have him break that wall. So next time when we miss him, we've got a, a music video to play. Maybe a live performance. Yeah. Very well. Now let's not encourage that. Okay. Party. Yeah. Let's, no. Let's not. Let's do that, stick with yeah. the videos. And if you do want to be one of the people that send in a song for our paratunes, we are always looking for independent musicians that are willing to share a song that is paranormal themed. Now let me be specific. Not just mood music, which is awesome, and many of you have sent that to me. Thank you. And if we ever need it for like bumper music, I might plug it in. But we're looking for songs that have a dynamic, a story to them, something about the paranormal. We have one of those. We're going to be playing a little bit later on today. Sunday's Child by Roswell A.D. will be featured on the program. Now, Marty, I know I know you're missing Greg. I know you're missing Eric. The Texas contingent are gone. And I, I was thinking, who could I possibly replace these two goofballs with that might come close yeah, that's, that's heart. hard fill right there. Hard fill. Well, I, I found somebody who I think is going to make it forget about the names really? Greg and Eric, to be honest with you. Okay. I, I, okay. I don't want to build this up I, too much, Marty, but but our replacement anchor today, pretty yes. phenomenal. Pretty, pretty phenomenal. Ladies and gentlemen, actress and paranormal enthusiast, Jennifer Runyon. Hey, well, hello. Yay. Oh, my God. You, the pressure. Yeah. Yeah, too no much. Don't let it get to you. Oh yeah. no, I'm good. If you've All ever right. seen the show before, you realize that half of that was uh, pushing it. Yeah. But 
the whole him missing Eric and Greg. Yeah, yeah. That yes. thing. Don't, I was don't kind of getting attention. the gist of that. Yeah. yeah. No, we love those guys. They're out in England at the Sage Paracon that Marty oh, and I nice. weren't invited to, but whatever. Oh, yeah, apparently, yeah. yeah. Apparently we uh yeah. I won't go there. Let's just, All right. let's somebody's gotta stay here and keep the show going. So uh <laughs> Now that we're breaking Jen in, she may just take over for me once hey, in a while. Hell yeah. there, you there you go. go. There you go. Speaking of, hey, guys, I want to show you something. This last Monday on our show, we did an episode talking about the haunting of Hillview Manor. Have Have either one of you heard of Hillview Manor before? I don't think so. Mm-mm. All right. It is crazy, right? It's an amazing place. Lots of history. It was an old uh, poorhouse. Then it turned into a geriatric treatment center. It's got a lot of activity that's that's taken place there. One of the photographs they showed, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to share it with with the people tuning in tonight. They, she sent me this picture, and she, you know, I get pictures like this all the time. People are like, "Oh, can you tell me what is what is that?" And I'm, I saw nothing, and I'm like, "Oh no, have I hinged an entire show on a crappy picture?" So I took it and I started lightening it up. And when I lightened it up, I started to notice something. Now, off if you're looking at the screen off to the left, that's a clown head because it's part of a haunt. And it's it's that's why they have all the balloons down. But there was another face that appeared. And let me enlarge that for you. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that is, yeah. That is messed up. We've Ooh. lightened her up a little oh, bit. Oh, wow. Yeah, and there was nobody there when they were taking oh, the picture. It is so terrifying. Even the clown's face is like, what the <laughs> f- is that? Right? Yeah. What yeah. the hell? That's not part of this show. No. My daughter ran this through a filter. You know they have those filters where you can take like old grainy pictures and run them through and it smooths it out and gives you a better look. So this is a smoother, cleaner version of it. It's still pixelated, but it almost looks Native American. A lot of people are saying like he's wearing some kind of war paint or uh, right. ceremonial makeup, but this showed up there and you could see that it continues down behind the balloons um, and there was nobody there with them. Uh, it, it's a creepy looking picture. Yeah. Although, yeah. wait a minute. Uh, Marty, we're not going to go to the story yet, but I just realized the uncanny resemblance between this guy and the guy featured in our oh, first story. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, you know, oh, we did kind of we did kind of get together on this one. So, oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we uh, wanted to make sure that we kind of had out? a thread, had a thread, and uh, well, I want to before we get too deep into this, um. And, and get going. Of course, folks, uh, Jennifer has been on my show in the past. I was part of one of her podcasts. We've talked about the paranormal, the supernatural, all the cool stuff. And yeah. then just doing a quick review of her career. I'm like, boy, she'd been tied to a lot of creepy stuff and, and cool mm-hmm. paranormal stuff. Of course, folks, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't yeah. recall her as oh, I think it's officially billed as hot student. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, Jennifer at the beginning of Ghostbusters, were you a little disappointed with the reboot afterlife that they had him sitting with Sigourney Weaver and not you? I was thinking oh. you were going to finally get together at the end. You know, listen, I think I, I, I think it's cool they did it. I mean, I, 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 I haven't seen the movie. Isn't that terrible? Everybody's like, go see it, Jen. You'll love it. But I just haven't. I haven't had the opportunity. So you know, it's on the cables now. That cables network stuff. That so cables? you get to hop in. Yeah, the cables, Marty. It, it, it was on. This. It was on yeah. my plane going to Scotland, and literally, I had I fell asleep, and it not, not because of the movie, just because I was <laughs> exhausted. But I I was enjoying it, so I'll have to yes. get back on there. 
It was a, it's a good flick. Check it out. But again, Jen, Jen was in Ghostbusters. She's got a long, illustrious career, folks. I just chose the movies that had something to do with horror and yes. paranormal and and cool things. Uh, of course, I fell in love with you on Charles in Charge, like I think every boy my age oh. did when uh, when you, you were on there. Uh, but this again, this is one of my all time favorite movies. And uh, you were part of eighteen again. Yes. This was a cool movie, right? You Charlie know, nobody Star. ever really Ooh. mentions that, so I'm just God, that is very such glad a great flick. I was that a good is movie. Like, yeah, yeah, a Freaky Friday style movie. Exactly. exactly. With George Burns and Charlie Schlatter. I'm saying that right, right? Yeah, you are. You said Charlie it. and George are grandson and grandfather, and an accident flips George Burns' soul into his grandson. Yep, and he he uh, obviously could tell by the style. He was definitely George Burns again. And I will give Charlie <laughs> Schlatter credit because he played George Burns really well. Yes, he did. He was so good in that role. I just, it was so much fun. And George Burns was just, forget about it. He was crazy good. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? Well, I mean, that's awesome. George Burns was such a, gosh, I mean. Yeah, what an icon. Amazing yeah. guy, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he would have his cigar and his little, you know, his, you know, cast chair that he, he would sit in and it was an mm -hmm. ashtray right next to it. And <laughs> cigar was always lit and wait, waiting for him after every scene. Isn't that cute? That's so you, funny. And you got to end the movie by kissing George Burns. I did. <laughs> Pretty cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Memories, guys. Memories. Yeah. But this, Marty, this isn't the first body swap program that, that she's been a part of. As a matter of fact, another one of my all-time favorite series, she was in Quantum Leap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that show. That so, was one of my favorites. Yeah. All right. So who's yeah. a better kisser, uh, Dr. Sam Beckett or George Burns? <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go with Sam. Wow. wow. <laughs> he didn't smell like a cigar. There you go. What do you Ashtray smell. <laughs> but it's George Burns. You got to love mm -hmm. that. And that's still not it, Marty. That is not the bo last body swap movie. Or Get out. How many body swaps are there? Yeah. So, okay. First, 18 again. Right. Okay. Right. Where Charlie okay. Schlatter swaps bodies. Then yeah. Quantum Leap, where Scott Bakula swaps bodies. And then A Very Brady Christmas, where Jen <laughs> swaps bodies and becomes the new Cindy yes. Brady. There you yes. go. Yes. I, I, I um, emulated Susan for a, for a episode of uh, a Christmas episode. <laughs> but I we call me Christmas Cindy. Not just a Christmas episode, <laughs> the highest rated Brady I know. show. Isn't that so ever. crazy? That's and so I really crazy. think it has to do with one thing, one addition to the cast. I don't know. <laughs> I like Stephen Olsen. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But let's face it, you add Jennifer Runyon, <laughs> oh my and all of a sudden, number one, and you yeah. body it was yeah. crazy. Everybody thought I was crazy for wanting to do it when they offered it to me. And I'm like, are you? Who wouldn't want to be yeah. a Brady? Come on. Right. I'm the yeah. biggest nerd you could ever meet. So to me, that was like fantastic. I loved it. I got to loved do a, a cool um, deal at, at one of the Wizard World conventions a few years ago. Uh, we were in New Orleans and uh, Barry was there. Yeah. And uh, they, they hit me up. They're like, Dave, we don't have enough hosts. I know you're the paranormal guy, but would you consider doing a Brady Bunch and I'm like, oh yes, oh, yes. So I get to do don't say no, no to Brady. Oh, no, I got to do a Kermit the Frog <laughs> panel, right? With the the oh, voice of gosh, Kermit. I got to do a Brady Bunch panel. So I go up and I introduce myself to Barry, and I'm in all my paranormal gear, and he looks at me like, okay, you're my host. So we get up there, and as I'm introducing him at the beginning, we're we're shooting the breeze a little bit, 
I said, uh, before he even comes out there, I told the story of, you know, I really blame the Brady Bunch for the reason that I have 11 children because <laughs> I was an only child and I wanted to be a Brady. Afraid to ask on that one. So I, I just build the Shrady Bunch and that's what we've got here. I said, oh, but, I, see, okay, I, I see the relationship now. Brilliant. I love it. Had we not had the Brady Bunch, I wouldn't have all these kids. So when when Barry comes out here, I'm going to punch him right in the face. Yeah, and, and I go, ladies and gentlemen, Barry Williams, and he comes out the door and he jumps into a fighting stance with me. Oh my god, so just great guy. Good he guy. is. You know, Dave. A, all of them were great. So, but the Brady Bunch only had six kids, Dave. Um, I I need yeah. a double because I don't have Jennifer Runyon on speed dial. I actually do. <laughs> But I can't just be like, hey, one of my kids is down. Jen, can you come fill yeah, in? Exactly. I'll take over. Yeah. <laughs> this week, Pacey Schrader, played by Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not all. She was also in Silent Night, Deadly Night Revival. This is oh, uh, yeah. part two. Yeah. Yes. I love that one. Uh-huh. And then Terror Tales. Oh, 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 look at that. You were Melanie. You didn't know I was going to dig this deep, did you? No. I've got them. And then what are you, if you doing wanna, to me? <laughs> you want to talk about terrifying, Marty. Oh, my God. There is no Saturday night in the 70s and 80s that was not complete with a visit to the deep blue. I'm mm. talking, of course, the love boat. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Jennifer Runyon on the love boat. Wow. Gosh. Amazing. That was That's a dream that never happened. <laughs> What? You never got I, to be on no. the Where did this I was, come up from then? Because somebody did that to be funny. Because I said there was one show back in the day, if I could have done it. Oh. Who, the Love Boat, besides yeah, Peter Brady, right? Definitely. So, uh, yeah, a friend made that for me, which I thought was pretty hilarious. So That's, that my face would be in that porthole. That is pretty you know, cool. Jennifer, I'm glad I found that, it. That is the first time I've ever seen Dave actually make a mistake regarding television history. <laughs> he is like a walking encyclopedia of television. And uh, wow. Well, that's we, funny. And we have it on recorded. We actually they, recorded they that. So. This on this I'm going to erase. I'm going to erase. No, well, I, I will say, I just started rewatching The Love Boat because, you know, pandemic, and I have nothing to do. But when I saw that today, I got excited. I'm like, I'm going to find the episode because oh, I don't remember. Please find it. <laughs> Now you're talking. Oh, you know, have to you know what you could find for me? I what? can't find this. I did. It's another show that, you know, I was so happy I did. Again, a nerd. Love American Style. I oh, did an episode of the new Love American Lord. Style. I've never seen it. I would die to see it. So silly, but. He'll find it. He will find it. Like, find it, Dave. By the end of the day, <laughs> he will have copies. American. It's the new, the new Love American Style. Yeah. I'm sure if I just type in Jennifer Runyon, love American cell, something's going to come up. Uh, I do love the fact that while searching for images, there was that um, TMZ article that popped up. And and I love the headline. It was like, remember the hot girl from Ghostbusters? Oh. Wait till you see what she looks like now. And then the subtext is, she's even hotter. I was like, that's a nice way to go with it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, well, all right. listen. But Enough about one, me. This one I'm not hallucinating. Your deal with the devil is finally shown. Why oh, you wow. don't age now is completely understood. Oh, sign that contract uh -oh. in league in league with the devil, Jennifer. That Runyon. was a uh, comic con I went to, and I uh -huh. just yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Comic-Con. Yeah, totally. The I'll old Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah, the old Comic-Con route. Yeah, just yeah. an old friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, likely story. All right. <laughs> hey, I got uh, I got a chance to do the um, uh, conference out at uh, um, Joliet State Prison last week. And Jen, I know you're a fan of the paranormal. You like weird stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. We're returning. I'm going to be going back out there with Shane Pittman from the Holzer Files, Chris Fleming from uh, Spooky Scotland, Help My House is Haunted, uh, Dead Files, Psychic Kids. If, if there's a paranormal show, he's been on it. Yes. And uh, Chris, Shane, and I will be out there the first weekend in August. If, if you want, there are still some tickets, one day or two day VIP tickets available. But I caught one of the most polite EVP from our spirit box I've ever gotten. And you'll hear there's nothing else talking until I finish asking the question. The first night we were in the cafeteria, we got a very angry ghost on audio. I'm going to save that for an upcoming episode with Chris. We're going to play some of the stuff that we captured. And then um, the second night we got nothing in there. So as I'm leaving, I, I just asked the spirits, well, is there, is there a message you want me to tell the next group? I know, uh, I know it's trying and it's a lot of energy you have to put forth to communicate with us. So we all want to thank you very much for what little you were able to make yourselves known tonight. Is there anything you want us to tell the next group that comes in here? No thanks. Oh, get no out. Thanks. Yeah, no just thanks. Yeah. Is that not awesome? That is oh, awesome. wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was so polite. Communicate with us, so we all want to thank you very much for what little you were able to make yourselves known tonight. Is there anything you want us to tell the next group that comes in here? No thanks. Yep, no That's thanks. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. Good stuff. Weird stuff. Uh let's let's jump into some news and then Jen, if you're cool with it, I'd love for you to share some of your own paranormal experiences and stories and absolutely and what your fascination is. But it's time for our man to shine. Ladies and gentlemen, the Colonel is on board and he has a story to share with us. And it's a big one. Again, yeah. this is another follow-up. Where are they now? If you were a fan of the Larry Sanders show, you guys are gonna be sorely disappointed by what actually happened to uh Larry Sanders after he gave up his TV show. Yeah, but apparently, yeah, he took up fishing, apparently. Um, so, <clears throat> Dave. Yes. This is, this, is, uh, this is a big one here. Oklahoma catfish noodler confesses to killing fellow fishermen he thought would feed him to Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Yes? Yeah. One of the strangest stories in a while comes from southern Oklahoma. There, 53-year-old Larry Sanders... Confessed. Uh, yep, there you go. <laughs> Confessed to killing fellow 53-year-old Jimmy Glenn Knighton. The two of them were on a catfish noodling trip. And for those of you who don't really know what noodling is, it's a type of fishing done by hand. So, I mean, isn't that more like fish grabbing? I mean... No, you, you actually like hold the bait and then they wrap their entire mouth around your hand and arm and you lift them out of the water. No. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Stop it. I was uh, going to bring a noodling video and I didn't, but I do have this. The Pontotoc <laughs> County Sheriff's Department responded to a call just outside of Ada city limits about an alleged murder Saturday afternoon. Deputies arrived at the scene to suspect Larry Sanders admitting to a family member that he had killed his friend Jimmy Knighton. As part of the investigation, the Sheriff's Department was able to uncover a motive. Appeared to be uh, under the influence of something. And uh, so his statement was that Mr. Knighton had summoned uh, Bigfoot 
to come in and uh, kill him. And that's why he had to kill Mr. Knighton. Search agencies in the Pontotoc County Sheriff's Department weren't able to locate the victim's body until Sunday afternoon. Now, the Sheriff's Department begins working on proof of the alleged crime. It always makes it easier. You still have to uh, prove all the elements of the crime and uh, what the suspect is telling you. You have to prove that, that that's actually what, what happened. As Sanders awaits his trial and charges in the Pontotoc County Jail, Sheriff Christian says the death penalty is the harshest punishment that the prosecution could push for. In Ada, Alex Porter, ABC 10 First News. Yeah. Hmm. Alex Porter, thank you for reporting that. But uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, the best part of that video was the sheriff trying to keep a straight face. And he's like, mm -hmm. well, apparently, uh, we need to get more evidence. Well, I don't know. You have like probably a two <laughs> bottles of alcohol, empty alcohol bottles in the boat. And that a dead body. And a yeah. dead body. But, and but something a Bigfoot. Here's the deal. They have to make sure so that Bigfoot wasn't truly summoned and on his way to kill him because then it is uh, self-protection. I yeah I I I've agree. watched a lot of law TV. Yeah, I think there's I know a what lot I'm of law about. and order information yeah. going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, Aww. I'm just taking it surface. Yeah, I understand you got to get deeper into this thing. And gotcha. Bigfoot might be in the bushes, like checking all this investigative stuff out. And uh, no, you know, not not true. I don't think so. Uh, okay, probably not. But you know what that story earned, Marty? Oh no! Dumbest news of the day. I, I mean, first story out, dumbest news. Boy, we came out swinging yeah. this. So this you're week. basically saying that no other story on the show today Could can actually hit dumber. that level of dumbness. Okay. Well, I when get you it. believe that your friend summoned Bigfoot to come kill and eat you, I think that puts the dumb scale. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. You haven't you haven't heard my other stories. I've been Ooh. doing some research this week. So well, we'll see. Well, Jennifer, I need to ask you though. Obviously, yes. when you're on set doing shows, sometimes you rub each other wrong, piss each other off. Did Scott Bayo ever threaten to send Bigfoot to kill you? That part of a Willie Quite Ames. Frequently. No, that would have been more of a Scott move. Yeah, that's definitely a Scott thing. All right. Well, I'm just double checking. You can never be too sure. In you these never days. can be too sure. Yeah. So Larry Sanders. Boy, wow. He's, he's looking a little, look little harsh there, yeah, yeah, yeah from the showtime. What's funny is I, I reached out to uh, Jeff Cesario, the uh, actor, comedian, one of the co-producers and creators of the Larry Sanders show. And I go, dude, this guy fell hard from grace. And he just started <laughs> laughing. He goes, Man, I knew we shouldn't have let him retire. He should have stayed on the air. All right, Martin, you've got another story for us and another video story. Where are we going this time? Yeah. Hey, uh, so woman claims mother was almost kidnapped by mermaids three different times. Wow. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well, wait, yeah. kidnapped in a... That it's, way? I, I, well, I, I mean, well, I guess, I, mean, I guess I it would be bad. I don't associate, yeah, mermaids <laughs> with like... But, but I mean, are they taking them down to their lair to the, you know? Yeah, they're, they're, trying, to be, they're trying to be friendly and like, hey, I'm going to take you down to my lair. Oh, I forgot you, you can't Come on, breathe you know? underwater. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and just anytime the word kidnap is evoked, Jen, usually, <laughs> otherwise it's kidnap. just picking up a friend. Other yeah, right? so, Well, yeah, exactly. And it's it's the way you write it. They could have I said invited them. So I'm fascinated by this. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully the story may not change your view of them, oh, Jennifer, okay. but we'll, we'll go on here. Mermaid stories exist in many cultures, but perhaps the most vivid and powerful of these are not the Western European stories found in Disney cartoons, but rather the powerful water spirits of Caribbean lore, folklore. In a new video, a Haitian voodoo princess, priestess, Rose. Have a drink, princess. everybody. Every time Marty God. messes up a story, we've all got to have a drink. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. All right. I didn't know this. this yeah. yeah, we'll let you know for next all time. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry about Uh-oh. that. I just spilled my drink. <laughs> oh, wow. Already. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, usually that's not till like the halfway point of a it's show. Okay. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. We're good. All right. Okay, okay Martin. Mermaids. <sighs> what I meant to say was voodoo priestess uh-huh. Rose, and apparently she goes by one name, Rose, mm-hmm. relates the story of her own mother, who she claims was nearly taken by the mermaids three different times. Mm. In Haitian tradition, the mermaid, or la serine, is, you notice that. Very nice. Yeah. 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 Is a minor goddess or loa who commands the portal of the world of the unseen. To be chosen to join her and her fellow spirits in the invisible world is a great honor bestowed upon a few, but it also exacts a terrible price for entering the invisible world. Uh, means to be separated from your family and friends for an indeterminate amount of time. And it also means you're going to be drowned, basically. Oh, there's that. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they're supposed to return you at some point, and you're imbued with new powers. Oh, see, so, that's what I'm saying. So with- Yeah, so they are nice. Jennifer was right to begin with. Well, well, I think kidnap me and give me some special power when they send me back. I, I'll do it. I'll Jennifer, be careful. This is the internet. Don't be putting out there telling <laughs> you kidnap me. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no. You meant oh, that in a good way. Kidnap yes, her in a good I, way. Yes, I meant that in a positive way. Exactly. Oh Let's hear from our voodoo priestess, Rose. Ooh, I get what you mean because my mother was almost taken three times and she said that she refused to be taken, knowing what it means when you are taken, knowing the power, the knowledge you will receive and what you will become once you have gone into the world of the invisible. But she was not okay with leaving her family. It's a little ironic that all the people who are willing to be taken don't seem to get taken. And those who may think twice about it do get taken. It is not always the case, but it's very much a mystery of how they choose those to take and those to not take. But also I know cases of how people say, I wanna see them, I wanna see them, I wanna see them. And then they do, and then they still get scared or they back out when it comes to actually going. My mother doesn't swim in open water because she knows they will come for her and she's just not willing to leave us behind. Although she knows she will return, she's not willing to go months or years not even knowing when she'll be back and leaving her kids behind. Boy, I don't know if a mermaid offered me during mid-pandemic to just leave my family behind. That's an all. Yeah, here we yeah. go. Sorry. Here we go. I'd have been in that water quicker. You know, there is another story out there that is circulating, and I couldn't play it because of the the colorful language the young man was uh, doing. He's a, a fisherman, and he's out in his fishing trawler, and they're buzzing back, and he's like, "This is crazy, yo! This is crazy." Listen, and he's like, "Are you out there?" And you start hearing this kind of. Oh. 
these weird song bits coming out from the sirens, from the mermaids. And he totally talked to him. And I guess he's done this numerous times, talked about how depressed he gets when the um, mermaids don't talk to him once in a while. So there are times where they just stop singing and he'll get very depressed by it. So the video is cool. So just look up fisherman uh, siren song videos and TikTok. You'll find I'm it. I'm going to do that. It's That's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, he had very, very colorful language, which I, I would as well if I were hearing <laughs> mermaids. And they're not, they're coming from different areas of the waters. That are oh, going wow. Get out. Where was I he like? He was like on the shore or, or on a boat? You can't see. It's dark. All you see is the water behind the ship and you can uh, hear the. And I mean, it, it sounds like a dolphin singing underwater, but it's above water. You hear that kind of melodic whale tune. I don't know how to explain it. It was really cool. But then you could, he was hearing it jumping around like there were multiple surrounding the ship. Well, you so, know, Dave, he could have been hearing us singing on the last cruise that we we're all on. And that sounds a lot like mermaids trying to no, sing. No, I think yeah. it sounds more like sirens, uh, like actual warning sirens screeching. Yeah noxious loud noises uh jennifer would now if you had the opportunity they yeah. came to you right now and they said we will take you under the sea you could be gone six months or two years okay but you get to live a mermaid's life and then come back to your family would you do it i want to say yes because i want to be that that person that would but i probably not <laughs> probably not i probably Hang with my family, but wouldn't that be cool? I mean, oh yeah, man. yeah, amazing stuff. Yeah. So do you get? I, I wanted to ask you: Do you get recognized as other celebrities as well? Yeah. When you're out and about, yeah. Who are the Who are the main ones that people? Uh, well, it's usually Elizabeth Shue. Oh, um, I can. Yeah. People say that a lot. Um, I used to get obviously Farrah Fawcett, but I don't see it, but. I'm very the fluffy 80s. I could see that confusion. Sure. <laughs> I think it was just the hair. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I uh, who's the other one? Uh, I can't remember now. If there's one other person, somebody always tells me. See, Christy Swanson is who I've had some of my friends are like, man, I had the biggest crush on Jennifer Runyon and Christy Swanson. They almost look like they could be sisters. Oh, she's I, a nice girl. I like Christy. She I was, was on Charles and Church. Yeah. Yeah. We, we went down, uh, but not the love boat. Just in case, so no. don't feel like you got you you got shafted on that. I was going down an escalator at Dragon Con, standing there, and I I turn and there's this attractive blonde next to me, and I'm I'm looking at her, and I go, I don't mean to be rude. Did you go to Lake Park High School in Roselle, Illinois? She goes, No. I go, Man, you look like somebody I went to school with. She goes, I get that a lot, and I'm I'm just like it's beating up my brain because she uh -huh. wasn't all. She's very beautiful, but she wasn't all you know, made up. She was right, right. A, a pretty blonde going down the escalator and we get down to the end and there's a guy holding the sign, Christy Swanson. And she goes walking over. And I'm like, Oh, the original Buffy <laughs> the vampire slayer. Right. I, I just, how did I not know? How did I not recognize that face? Oh, you so. know, it was one, this is the only time I ever did this and I've mm. never done it since this. And it happens a lot. I know you. Did I go to high school with you? Did <laughs> did I know you back in the day? Did you live on my block or whatever? And and you know, one time I go, well, no, but did you ever see Charles in charge? <laughs> nope. Uh. Nope. <laughs> Had no idea who I was. <laughs> 
like that's, that's a celebrity. Last time you are doing never that. saying anything again. You're never going to give them a little prompt because it, it just was so humiliating. Next time, just go. <laughs> maybe you recognize me from the love boat. Love boat. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah, that is the best. All right. So now, have you had your own paranormal experiences? Things that have actually happened, or are you just one of those that vicariously live through everybody else's experiences? Uh, kind of a combination of both. And okay. when I was young, you know, my my grandmother and I didn't know any of this as I'm little, but they used to have seances. Mm. My grandparents, they were very into the spirit, spirit, supernatural and spirituality and all this stuff. And they even had one of those horns. The, oh, the, sure. Yeah. What do you call them? There's a name for it. Ah. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't think of the name. Yeah. Of them. Right. Like the hearing the horns. horns. Yeah. yeah. Hair horns. <laughs> That's yeah. That works. But. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I remember being little and staying at their home and they'd put me down for a nap. And this lady used to walk by the room all the time in the broad daylight. And I'd go down. Where, who's that lady? There's nobody there. My mom tells me years later that she used to see her as well. Um, you know, I have had numerous things happen that at the time I kind of ignored it. But then when things would happen again, I'm like, well, that happened to me before. This is getting kind of strange. Yeah, I'd hear my name constantly in my ear. Jennifer. Hmm. Jennifer. And um, that was pretty freaky. And then I've, I've seen things but um, and felt things. Um, and it's just one of those things. It just kept, it's just always somehow come back into my life. And then when, of course, what, what was it? What was the what was the show you guys back in the day with um, unexplained whatever? Oh, unexplained you know, history. Oh so. my god, you'd watch those shows, and I'm like, oh my, I'm not the only one here that things yeah. that have seen things. So, so yeah, I'm really fascinated by it, and I'm I believe in it, and I feel that when people don't, it's okay. They just haven't had an experience yet because once you've had one, or two, or three, or four, you know. This is it. You just know. So, you know, Jennifer, do you find it? It's. I found it interesting when you talk to your parents and grandparents, and they talk about the paranormal. It's. It's very matter of fact. It wasn't like, oh, it's just like, yeah, that's part of, yeah, life. Things would just happen like that. It's nothing. Yeah. And like, it's. It was. It was. It would trip me out because I was like, I would be freaking out. I would be telling everyone, but to them, it was just kind of like, yeah, that that happens. Oh, you know? that was old Aunt Marge. Yeah. She walks down the hall sometimes. Right. Yeah, it was everything was pretty much matter of fact. And when my grandparents passed, um, I used to live with them for a little bit when my dad died and my mom was moving us to California. And so I lived with them and I couldn't go past this one room in their house. And it was the only way to get to the bathroom. Mm. And I would literally psych myself up for like an hour. Mm. Okay, just get it, get up, run, shut the door, turn the light out, you're fine. Yeah. But then it was getting back out. That was, you know, I'd be in there for like an hour, you know, yeah. psyching myself up. Well, it turns out this particular room, they would hold their seances in. And hey. um, I went in there one night because I kept thinking, why am I so afraid of this? I'm like 12 at the time. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, you're going in there. Just go in. So I went in and I walked around and that's when I saw the horn. And I see the... the you could just tell stuff was happening in there, you know, that I didn't quite understand as a kid. And I'd go in there every night and I draw and I'm not an artist. 
in any way, shape or form. And after my, my grandparents passed and I was living in California, we come back and they had to salt the whole house and sage the whole, they had to have house had to be blessed. They found tapes of, you know, mediums and psychics and uh, around these, you know, it was just the craziest thing. And then we found my pictures that I had drawn and they were incredible. And I'd never, I wasn't an artist by any way, shape or form. I almost feel like I was sort of drawn into that room kind of, uh, I don't think it was anything evil. I think it was almost kind of comforting me. And it's, I don't know. So I have a lot of unexplained things that have happened to me, but they're pretty profound and you know, the same similar thing happened to me when I stayed at, at Marty's place. I just, this one room I kept passing very uncomfortable and I fought that urge. I went in and I wish I hadn't because the trapeze and leather outfits and ball <laughs> everywhere were just very unsettling. Exercise equipment is <laughs> Marty. Yeah. That's why you're in such good shape for 78. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's a crazy. All right. Hey, we, uh, I do have good news guys for those of you out there on the East coast. Not only is Bruce Springsteen going to be back out there touring and having a great time, but you also get a chance to meet me. Join us at a paranormal convention like no other. Admission is only $20 in Woodbridge, New Jersey for the eighth annual New Jersey Para Unity Expo. Woodbridge, New Jersey, July 23rd. Only $20 to see stars like The Ghost Hunters, Jason Hawes, Sherry D. Benedetti, Steve Gonzalez, and Dave Tango. We also have Amy Allen from TV's Dead Files, Jawan Mass, Dalen Spratt, and Marcus Harvey. The Ghost Brothers are back in the house. Dakota Layden, Chelsea Layden, Tanner Wiseman, and Alex Schrader from Destination Fear make their appearance. You'll also get to meet and see Chip Coffee with a live gallery, Dave Schrader from The Holzer Files and The Paranormal 60, Cody and Satori Hawes, The Paranormal Couple, John Zappas, the legend himself, will be on hand. You do not want to miss this. Plus, there's awesome vendors, psychics, mediumship readings, and more. Go to NewJerseyParaUnityExpo.com for tickets and information. That's www.NewJerseyParaUnityExpo.com. Wow. And for all my friends out on the Pacific Northwest, I haven't forgotten about you. I'm Cliff Berrickman, and I've found Bigfoot and beyond at the Oregon Bigfoot Festival and beyond at the Clackamas County Fairgrounds. Meet me and other cryptozoology experts like Jason Hawes of Ghost Hunters, psychic medium Sarah Lemos, Travel Channel's David Schrader, and more. Don't miss this one-day event, the Oregon Bigfoot Festival and beyond at the Clackamas County Fairgrounds. Get tickets today. Oregon Bigfoot Festival, come on, come on. How about that, Jen, huh? Yeah, you're going to be in my neck of the woods. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Come on out and go Bigfooting with me. I know. Maybe I will. I'm going to look into that. That's fun. We have a, a trifecta of, uh, of of holy stories to share. So let's get back in. We are two news stories into today's show and uh, 20 minutes left to go. Let's see if we can power through some other tales here. Our first story, uh, an art detective says that a clueless thief who stole Jesus's blood 
freaked out when he found out. That's right. A glitzy copper box containing two lead vials with what Catholics believe is the 2,000-year-old blood of Jesus Christ will soon be returned to the French Abbey in Normandy, from which it was stolen back on June 1st. Dutch art detective Arthur Brand, who's sleuthing, has led to the recovery of countless pieces of priceless art, says that he was able to retrieve the blood vials and several other artifacts after the clueless thief got scared. So the, the thief ended up trying to sell these items. It was way too hot. Everybody knew about this, and they're like, oh, no, no, plus you've got the blood of Jesus, which, let's face it, that's, I don't know many people that are like, you know what I need to add to my collection? I've got a <laughs> Runyon Ghostbusters autograph. Uh, let's see. I've got um, oh, I've got the the entire McDonald's ET glass collection. If only I could find some blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's right. usually the next thing. Yeah, you want to add? Uh, no, not so well. But I guess uh, the, the relics have, are are being returned. They were all repacked up and sent over, so everything is going well. And they've got their pieces back. So it's good news. Jesus's blood is in good hands again. Uh, how they got the blood, still up in the air. Mm. You know, they, they believe that that um, one of the apostles actually stood there while he was being crucified, captured some of the blood in a goblet, which could be the um, Holy Grail, and that some of that blood has been parceled out into lead vials. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I was know. wondering how they retrieved if we can bring dinosaurs back, why can't we, you know, bring Jesus back? I've we seen that movie. More than ever, you know? There's but, a movie out about that. Is there really? Yeah. I don't I know, know what it's called. I can't remember, but it's... There's Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. Right. Uh, Jesus Christ Zombie Hunter. So, you know, why not? Uh, all right, Marty, you've got the next holy tale of terror. Actually, this is, uh, this is pretty spectacular news. It is. It is. Yeah. Virgin Mary appears in a St. Charles Catholic Church Calabar. A priest in Nigeria claims that the Virgin Mary recently appeared at his church, and over 100 parishioners were on hand to witness the miraculous event. The particular incident reportedly occurred at the St. Charles Luanga Catholic Church in the city of Calabar last month and was revealed to the world shortly thereafter by Father Everatus Bassi, who heads the parish on, the on his Twitter account. In detailing the wondrous event, he asserted that more than 100 people witnessed the visitation, including a Protestant pastor who came to visit his cousin, the assistant priest. After first appearing at the church, Bassey recalled she moved up to the shrine dedicated to her and then was taken up. It was amazing. Along with his reaccounting of the visitation, the priest also included several photos of what he contends to be the Virgin Mary through conceited, though conceited, that the rays around her through conceited, huh? Words is hard. Words is hard. I'll, I'll yeah. drink later. Um, <laughs> though conceited that the rays around her were too bright for a clear picture. According to Bassey, there was no message imparted during the visit, which led him to theorize that she came to assure the congregation of God's presence with us. So that's Very pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I, the, look at that. I would have loved to have seen that. Wouldn't that be yeah. cool? Yeah. The, the Mary so cool. visions. You know, and it always seems they're in some third world country. And when are we going to ever get a chance to go there? But I have good news for, for all of us. Ooh. Because our next story brings brings Mary just a little bit closer oh. to home. Are you I ready for this? Stories, yeah. 
Uh-huh. Look at this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What? An image of the Virgin Mary, which allegedly appeared in corn, recently made rounds on social media, catching the eyes of experts and church officials alike. According to a viral social media post, devotees from different areas visit the corn in Illigan City as it could allegedly perform miraculous signs. The image, which was allegedly discovered by a certain Catalina Barita on August 1st of 2001, is now on display in a chapel in Digkalalan, Marty. Oh, okay. you want to visit there? Yeah, Digkalalan. Yeah, I've been there a couple <laughs> yeah, times. Very beautiful. It is. Yeah, a lot of good right corn. near Barn and a Guy. Uh, Catalina Barita, more com commonly known as uh, to the residents as Nene Barita, reportedly passed away in 2012. Her remains were buried near the altar built by the new caretakers of this piece of corn. <laughs> oh my goodness. Church staff, Virginia Ancho, the current caretaker of the image said that a lot of the devotees visit. So the image believing it can heal their illnesses. Uh, many people will go there. They ask from everything that can heal illness to special wishes. Uh, so we all decided to make an altar for this image. The Catholic church has expressed its reactions to the alleged miraculous corn saying that it still needs to be investigated. Mm -hmm. by experts yeah, why rush it's only been 22 years exactly <laughs> look that is pretty remarkable though look at that image that that truly is you know what no. you know what uh, dave and jennifer when mm -hmm. i first saw that i thought that is the image of the virgin mary on the bottom of some guy's infected foot that's what i thought i thought it was like some <laughs> huff or something well, it is it is did you think i meant like an ear of corn no these are the corns on the bottom of his feet oh i get it now <laughs> no that is disgusting looking you're right though you know it is an ear of corn is and really she's appearing in it that is gross jennifer just Big didn't want to go into that quite yet but it's okay yeah. that's that's what the show's all about yeah it's yeah. remarkable that she's got her hands i know she's praying well. i know this is actually uncanny do you know they're gonna say <clears throat> the issue with it is <clears throat> she's not in blue and all the depictions of mary are in blue do you guys want a little nerd information about why mary is always swallowed in blue yeah yeah because the blue pigment in paintings was always the most expensive pigment to use oh. so they always wanted to portray her in the best light you'd have thought it was gold but it was actually the blue pigment That was a little the more you know. Yeah. I, I am something. I am learning so much on the show. Yeah. I learn something every time, Jennifer, and you will too, because that man is just a walking encyclopedia, like I said. And before. sometimes you learn wrong things, like Jennifer Onion was on the love boat. You just never know. I sometimes I put Let's in. Let's just tell everybody I was. And... Let's just tell everyone yeah. I was right. and make yeah. them search for it. Yes. What happens then? Well, just matter of fact, there's now a hundred dollar bounty. <laughs> Although, with all the if I offer any kind of reward, there is so much deep fake stuff out there. They're going to go find the uh, Maureen McCormick episode and then just <laughs> deep fake your face over her. <laughs> that's uh, right. and, and that's <laughs> what we're going to end up seeing. All right, Martin, uh, we've got a story of uh, a lovely lady who is bringing up no, 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 that's a different story altogether. Uh, that's we've another, got, yeah. Jennifer, you lived out in California. Are you familiar with this haunted restaurant? Uh, what? How do you say it, Marty? Is it Yashimoto? Uh, oh, Yashimoto. Yeah. Yashimoto. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well, check really? this out. Did check you know it was haunted? Yeah. All right. I've done some research, and I found that there's a story of a ghost who haunts a popular Hollywood restaurant, and it's pretty darn creepy. 
In a new TikTok video by content creator at Spooky Foodie, she visits the Yamashiro restaurant in Hollywood, California. She explains the restaurant was previously a private residence in a brothel. It's always a brothel. According to the firsthand accounts, the ghost of a previous resident haunts the trendy eatery. And hey, Dave, I sent you a video. Do you mind running that for me? Yamashiro in Hollywood is known to have a lot of paranormal activity. It was originally built as a home in 1914 and into a brothel in the 1940s. It wasn't until the 1960s where it became a restaurant. The most seen and heard ghost within its walls is a weeping woman who appears frequently in their bridal suite, which used to be the main room of the brothel. They also hear her crying loudly in the gardens after closing. One time there was an old set of dolls that staff threw away and she was so angry they would hear her throwing things and crying loudly for a few days. Employees tell me she was the lady of the night who was mysteriously shot and killed, now roaming the restaurant, sad and confused. Mm. Crazy stuff. That's a cool hey. place, too. Wow. Yeah. In Hollywood, sad and confused is kind of the normal, though, isn't it? Yeah. The image looked spooky of that joint. Have You, you said you ate there. Is it, a, is it a cool place? Oh, it's so cool. It's up in the hills and it's overlooking Hollywood Boulevard. And oh, it's cool. just it's just a really cool location. And it's beautiful inside. I had no idea. That's fun. Now, you know, you got to go back now. I know, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we had roving reporter Paranormal Karen out and about, and uh, she has a new story to share with us. Do you think four corners of a street could be haunted? Well, I've ever visited Herkimer, New York, and... I know no one ever visits Herkimer, New York. In the early 18th century, these four corners became very haunted. They had a jail, a church, a courthouse, and a Cinnabon. In 1834, armed only with newspapers and candles, the prisoners burnt down this jail, which immediately caused the warden to put an end to Tuesday candle newspaper taco nights. Back in the 1800s, these corners were known for some famous trials, including the one of Roxalana Druce, who had an abusive husband and tried to kill him. She shot her husband with a revolver at breakfast, but he didn't die, so her kids ran out to the barn and grabbed an axe so she could cut off his head. This is the first story I've ever heard that made me wish I had children. The trial became a national phenomenon, and even a women's group came in to try and get Roxalanda off. Wait, what did I just say? Yes, paranormal Karen delivers again. Wow. I love her. That was great. Now, let me ask you a question, Dave. Was that uh -huh. uh, on the four corners? Was that a synagogue or a Cinnabon? I, I couldn't hear. <laughs> she said Cinnabon, definitely a Cinnabon. Yeah, oh, you know, okay. that's the that's the funny. Cinnabon and Ikea. If you have them on opposing corners, it's crazy. The portal of hell. Great. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 You, Get those you Swedish meatballs involved. It's very yeah. oh, dangerous. Gosh. Oh, why did yeah. you have to say that? <laughs> Marty, let's right? go buy some furniture You're today. You're never going to forget that now. It's going to be on your brain all day. No, I'm going. All right, Jim. I'm actually after this. I'm going. To, they're closed, but I'm going to wait in the parking lot until tomorrow morning. I like it. Jen, in all your travels, have you ever yeah. visited the Lotus de Saru? It's a beach resort in Malaysia. No. I really? have not. I wow, look not. at it. It's it's, it's sprawling. Pretty. Look at those buildings. Oh mm -hmm. my lord. Mm -hmm. wow. Well, I will tell you though, they don't they don't go for shenanigans there. Desaro Resort says no unearthly issues threaten uh threaten the location and they're they're threatening to sue a netizen 
that says she had a paranormal experience there. And it seems like rumors surrounding haunted resorts in Malaysia are just not going away. A Facebook user by the name of Taya Ahmed, who posted on social media claiming that she experienced paranormal activity at the Lotus de Soro Beach Resort and Spa, which is a very popular resort with Singaporeans, found herself in bigger trouble after the management of the uh, hotel threatened to sue her. The resort released a statement last Friday on July 8th, denying the allegations and clarifying that a false and viral message was being circulated on Facebook and Twitter claiming that the property is haunted and that mystical things take place. Now, Lotus Desaro Beach Resort and Spa uh, have not encountered any such unearthly mystical issues since the opening of the resort back in 2009. That is until now, said the resort in their statement. For those who spread false news, please take note that we will not hesitate to take legal under the Anti-Fake News Act of 2018. Anti-Fake News Act. Doesn't that mean you're against the Fake News Act if it's an (laughs) Anti-Fake News Act? I don't know, Jen, you've been in more TV and legal dramas. Maybe you know the answer to that. Yeah, crazy. protect that fake news. Right, Taya, Taya, the the woman that posted it, eventually pulled all her videos down, but begrudgingly so. Uh, she has taken on her posts and uh, said that it was because she felt traumatized and uh, uh, restless regarding her experiences there. Um, the resort is saying no; it's because we threatened to sue her. Uh, Taya claimed that after she deleted her first post about the Lotus uh, being haunted, she had to return to Sabah for treatment as she felt that the paranormal creature had followed her home, calling her trip the worst holiday ever. A Twitter user said that she had similar experiences to Taya during her stay at the Lotus. Uh, She shared that she heard someone crying in the toilet and was sweating under her blanket while she was uh, sleeping because she was so terrified. And I love the fact, I'm, I'm cutting it down short, I just keep calling it the Lotus. I think that the Lotus may be behind this article and not in the way you think, because every time they actually mention it, they mention the full name of the location, the Lotus Baru Beach Resort and Spa. It's like a multiple <laughs> angle right. attack. So yeah. they're going to get people that are, are now going to be interested in the paranormal wanting to come Coming there, people to that stay. are not. Yes. Yeah. But a press conference, this was big enough that they called a press conference <laughs> at the MCA Public Services and Complaints Department on June 22nd. Amber Court Management Corporation Chairman Datuk Seri Dirkai, and I kid you not, that's how it's spelled and said, <laughs> denied speculations of paranormal activity surrounding Good the job. building and challenged anyone who claims to have experienced it to come forward. So see, in one sense, they're like, oh, this doesn't happen. But if it has, can you come forward and tell us about it? Exactly. (laughs) Now, being a thorough show, I called down and I asked to have uh, myself included in a brand new press conference. I wanted answers and I sent them my list of questions. This is their response. Okay, people, move along. There's nothing to see here. I'm going to take them at their word for it, Marty. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. they went to a lot to put that together for me. They so, did. Uh, well, you know, nothing, one thing that, uh, I, I was kinda, uh, that kind of shocked me about that last story is the part mm-hmm. where they said, we've found instances of individuals on the toilet crying and sweating. And I'm like, what? That's, They've apparently that's... never visited Denny's late night exactly. after Exactly, yeah. yeah. So but, uh, I, I don't know. that That sounds... 
kind of normal. That's more of the normal than the paranormal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is what I'm reading. Yeah. And truthfully, is there any better place to get the shit scared out of you than the bathroom? Exactly. I was <laughs> going there, but you beat me. Very yeah. safe. Yeah, that's the the best way. We're going to keep because we're coming into our last few stories, and I know people are going to be like, "Listen, Marty, Dave, we love you guys, but why are your the faces always the big screen, and the prettiest person on screen is in a little oh, postage stamp?" So we're gonna we're gonna involve Jennifer in these uh, last couple stories. Okay. All right, uh, uh, Colonel, you've got a story to tell us about uh, reincarnation. Yeah, this is actually really pretty pretty uh, interesting. Mom says her six year old claims that they were siblings in a past life. And she had a vision that matches his theory. One woman on TikTok talked about the topic of reincarnation and shared her personal experience at the time when her son claimed that they were related in the past life. Reincarnation is when a person or a soul is reborn into another life. It is a debatable subject. There are people who strongly believe in it and people who don't believe in it at all, but no one really knows the truth. Dave, you mind showing the, the video that you have up for me, please? My son told me that I've been his sister before. Hi, I'm Crystal. I'm a medium, and I do not talk about woo-woo topics with my six-year-old. But sometimes he talks to me about them. I do not try to imprint my beliefs onto him, so it's usually. But one time he told me. Years ago, I have received a psychic flash of I saw two men fighting. And it seemed like a tavern, and I, I could tell that I was a woman, but I didn't care. And I was like, let him fight it out. And my son told me one time, he said, you know that you and dad and me, we've been brothers and a sister before. And I was like, really? And right then I remember that flash of a past life that I've seen before. So I said, that's pretty awesome. Thanks for letting me know. Mm. Mm, pretty cool, yeah? Yeah. After, yeah. After finding about the woman's past life story, people felt compelled to share their experience, sharing stories of what their kids have told them. One user, one user commented, my son used to talk about his other mom that died in a fire all the time. My daughter likes to talk about next time she is going to be my mom. Another person wrote, my son is six, and he told me he had a different mom, and she was very beautiful, but she was killed by the bad man. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what is, I mean, yeah, if I was his mom, I'd be like, well, was she more beautiful than me? You know, let's let's define this here. Jesus, Marty, skip over yeah. the, the murder, but was she how much more was she prettier was she than, than me? Mom? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Some people also oh. shared the personal experience they had. One person commented, I had an extremely powerful connection to my daughter who passed away four and a half years. A medium told mm. me we keep reliving reliving our lives together and switch roles. While reincarnation can't be proven to exist, these visions and speculations are still mostly, most defin definitely worth exploring. And I'm drinking. Have a drink, everybody. Yeah. Multiple bumbles and stumbles. We have that happen mm -hmm. a lot here, Jen. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. I think, yeah, cheers. I think we got to get Jen on here one night when we've got all the boys in full form. And just, oh, I'll do uh, we'll, it. Is it shots? We'll all bring night? out our, <laughs> we'll line up shots and. Uh, you'll be drunk in the first 12 minutes. It's, oh, it's yeah. uh, so much a guarantee. Fun. It is crazy. So can I just say, I, yes. I think one of the most fascinating things, <laughs> thank you, Dave, um, yeah. is kids. When kids, I, it, I think Chip Coffee used to do a show, uh, Paranormal Kids, was yeah. that? Psychic, psychic and, and, yeah, Psychic Children Kids. And Children of the Paranormal, and then, yeah. Right? And then there was another show where kids talked about, you know, past lives and yeah, the ghost knew how to fly a plane. Child. 
Yes, yeah. yes. James Leiniger, yeah. Fascinating. And I, I, how can you not believe out of the mouth of babes? I mean, they, yeah. just, they yeah. just don't make it up. They, they can't, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we know you kids never make things up. <laughs> never. <laughs> well, you no, know, but when they're that little and they're throwing well, they're yeah, yeah. they shouldn't have. Yeah. yeah. And well, they're telling you I had, you know, I had a gun that I kept in my back, you know, drawer right. or whatever. And it was grandpa's, you know. It's crazy. Well, you know, Jennifer, did you hear about the one? There was one uh, reincarnation documentary where the child was describing an actor and he wasn't popular at all. He may have done maybe a couple Scott. of movies. Yep. Yeah. And that was and so. He, he talked about his whole career and when yeah. I did this movie and I married her. and Exactly. Yeah. Wasn't that crazy? And they you know? found him by accident in a picture with George Raft. He was like a secondary character in that because movie. Because that's yeah. me. Crazy. That's me. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. I love yeah. it. I get goosebumps with stuff like that. I oh, love yeah. that. All right, let's. Uh, we've got just a couple, a couple tales left to tell. This next one regards UFO tech. Uh, persistent speculation about sightings of unidentified aerial phenomena, popularly known as UFOs, is drawing attention from, of all places, the U.S. government and inspiring a technology startup. Enigma Labs, registered in Delaware, wants to build a repository to catalog, score, and crowdsource incidents and expose the hoaxes. The internet is full of nonsense, and it's very hard to get good information. Well, that's why they need to turn into the Paranormal 60 News every Friday. Mm -hmm. This is the place we give you all good information, except all for good. the fact that Jennifer Runyon was never on the love boat. That's not good news at all. <laughs> I still well. doubt. Actually, I think that's uh, fake I was. news. Remember, right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, in Washington, Congress and government agencies are de dedicating resources and studies into unexplained aerial phenomena after years of skepticism. The House Intelligence Committee in May held the first congressional hearing since the 1960s into identifying flying objects. The Defense Department wants to remove any shame in reporting suspected UFOs, reasoning that public sightings could represent national security threats, such as enemy drones or dangerous debris. And the National Aeronautics and Space Administration announced in early June that it's setting up a team in the fall for scientific study into whether UFOs exist. Enigma's Smith, who says she isn't a UFO expert, said that the idea for a data repository came in 2020 after talking with pilots. Something was going on, Smith said in a phone interview. If uh, it's really these F-16, F-18 pilots who are our true north, Smith said, referring to military pilots who have reported unexplained sightings from their operations or training. Most incidents are observed by U.S. military personnel and also registered on technical sensors. But there still isn't enough data to allow intelligence analysts to draw meaningful conclusions, Pentagon officials told lawmakers in May. There was really no destination for credible information, data, and sharing of expertise insights, according to Smith. Enigma has launched a private beta test of the project with a plan to offer a public iPhone application in the fall, according to Chief Technology Officer Patrick Corbett, telling Bloomberg government. Once Enigma makes its application public, submitters will have a drop-down menu to select characteristics such as location and shape of the object, said Corbett. Eventually, submitters could use voice note dials and secure drop. Corbett said. While downloading the application will be free, Enigma will eventually charge fees for question and answer sessions and for scientists to use derivative products of the data. So that's coming out. I like that they're going to try to keep the reporters honest with what's going on. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. All right. We are at the part of the show that I've, I've become very fond of. It is time. It's time now for Paratunes. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. And this is a song called Sunday's Child from Roswell, A.D., since we're coming off a UFO story. Exactly. Yeah, I, I have a couple of things uh, about that song. There, okay. Dave. <laughs> sure. First of all, being a drummer, I resent the fact that they totally blocked the drummer from any part of that video. <laughs> and and I and then secondly, I think it's extremely unfair to sing about candy bars at a 420 festival. That's just kind of like really? just being cruel and unusual. <laughs> Yeah. That is terrible. I, like it. Uh, exactly. I am an alien. I live next door. And I like that he's handing out candies to the hordes. It was, I, I like that song. That's a great little tune. Great little tune. We have a link for that song so you can actually get that song. So we can download that on our playlist. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. That could be your new ringtone. I like oh, it. Very, yeah. very cool. Uh, listen, I'm not ready to uh, say goodbye. Uh, I've got two quick stories here. Jen, can you hang with us for about another 10 minutes? Of course, yeah. All right, all right. Guys, this one, this I love this theory, right? So I don't know if you guys know who this handsome fellow is, but uh, he is the guy who discovered DNA. Oh. So how did life on Earth start? Well, no one knows for sure, but we all know about evolution and DNA replication much more than our ancestors did. But we still have nothing but theories when it comes to explaining how non-living matter ever started living. One theory posits this process as a biogenesis, but it didn't happen on Earth at all. Life came to Earth fully formed as simple microbes from some other planet. Then it spread all over and evolved. Earth has never had the conditions for a biogenesis as far as we can tell. 
whatever those conditions might be. But an alien planet could have those conditions. The gentleman you're seeing on your screen, if you're watching along, is Francis Crick. Now, this isn't just some nut job. This guy is a Nobel Prize winner and part of the team who first observed the structure of DNA, weighed in on the subject back in 1973. The idea that spores from a different planet just happen to make their way to Earth is called panspermia. It's too unlikely, said Crick, but you know what he said is a lot more likely, and which we have to consider, a theory dubbed directed panspermia, aliens seeding life on Earth on purpose. His logic for this goes roughly as follows. Germs or spores would not be available to survive the trip here through space on their own. But an advanced civilization, including ours, given a little more tech, could build spacecraft to protect those microbes and direct them to distant planets. The process could take millions of years outliving the species who launched the craft, but that's fine because we're talking about the lifespan of the universe here and have billions of years to work with. Crick also had some more specific arguments beyond the speculation. At one point in his paper, he says, the psychology of extraterrestrial societies is no better understood than terrestrial society. Uh, realizing his reasoning is getting kinda out there, life evolved to require such rare elements as molybdenum, which would make more sense if it started somewhere in which that element was more common. Also, Crick discovered that all life shares a universal genetic code, which is odd, but would make sense if we all evolved from one kind of germ that infected our planet. That germ's home planet, however, probably had numerous separate, very different genetic codes. This guy also tripped on acid a lot, and that's where he saw DNA first. True story. Check Here it out. Is. But I thought that's fascinating. He believes that we were, through panspermia, we were seeded wow. here on our planet. Interesting. Well, that's a theory. Yeah. Because yeah. we know nothing. <laughs> no, well, right. That's painfully painfully obvious. Uh, but we're, we're trying. We're learning. Mm -hmm. uh, we are coming up on an anniversary here in Minnesota, though. And uh, I wanted to show you guys this little news clip. It was 1.40 a.m. Deputy Sheriff Val Johnson was on patrol in rural Marshall County when suddenly he saw a bright light a few feet above ground level two miles down the road. I traveled about a mile and the light seemed to uh, intercept me, so to speak, came, uh, came right upon me. It was painful. The, the light was extremely brilliant and painful. I closed my eyes and I heard the sound of breaking glass and that's the last I remember. Whatever it was came extremely fast. He didn't have time to be scared. He doesn't know what it was. I have no idea. It's truly unexplainable to me or uh, un unknown to me. Johnson was unconscious for 40 minutes before he radioed for help and was taken to the hospital. A doctor and later an eye specialist confirmed that Johnson had suffered mild welder or flashburns to his eyes. Even stranger, both Johnson's wristwatch and the electric clock in his patrol car had mysteriously stopped for 14 minutes. An investigator from the Center for UFO Studies in Evanston, Illinois, flew in to examine the damaged patrol car. There was no evidence of radioactivity, and neither the investigator nor the the sheriff can figure how the two spring-mounted antennas became bent at almost 90-degree angles. At the scene of the accident, skid marks show Deputy Johnson coasted for 800 feet after impact before applying the brakes. The area around here has been searched, but nothing's been found. All kinds of small airplane theories have been bandied around, but Deputy Johnson clearly remembers hearing no engine noise. 
and nothing explains the 14-minute lapse in the two timepieces nor the peculiar bending of the antennas. It's a mystery. Or, as the UFO investigator from Illinois said, it appears to have been a close encounter of the second kind. Jillian Rice, Channel 5 Eyewitness News in Marshall County. So right here in Minnesota, now that car still exists. You can go visit it. They have it on display. So you can see the hole in the windshield, the crack. You can also see the bent antenna, which makes no sense for any of how this went, that you've got law enforcement seeing this, that they've got all this kind of credited and that they've kept it in the exact same condition it originally happened in. I think that's pretty remarkable. And that happened yeah. uh, coming up here in August will be the anniversary. Wow. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Is that is that's that over? Yeah. Is that by the Twin Cities or, or where was that? Again? It's a couple hours out. I have not yet gone to it, but I do plan on trying to make a road trip just to Heck go yeah. see. They've got all these vehicles in this building and, and that's one of them. So wow. there's awesome. not much, not much cool stuff like that, that I've been familiar with here in Minnesota to go visit. So that's one on my, on my list. I have to go check out. I mean, I did get to ghost hunt first Avenue, which is pretty spectacular, but uh, to go see this UFO car. Um, that's that's going to be that something be cool. uh, that I, mm -hmm. I have to put together. Um, hey, again, let me remind everybody, if you are interested, come out to the Hell in the Cell event at Old Joliet State Prison in Joliet, Illinois. You could join Shane Pittman and myself, Chris Fleming. We're going to all be on hand having a good time doing a paranormal investigation and exploring the strange hauntings within. So come on out, see us, have a good time, do the paranormal investigations with us. We're going to have a great time. Tickets are on sale one day or two day event tickets still at darknessevents.com. That's darknessevents.com. Jen, we got to get together and do some kind of investigation somewhere soon. I would love that. I would yeah. love that. Invite All right, me. Let's, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll make it happen. We'll definitely get it, uh, get it taken care of. I also want to ask you, you know, we had a great time. I loved having you pop on today, getting your perspective and just having your, your, uh, sunshine chat. Can I join the show? Will you do this again with us sometime? I would love it. I had so much fun. You guys are great. Marty, yeah. it's so good to meet you. It was Same so here. fun. Thank you. Yeah. Colonel, I've got that on video. Hang on. Let me pull myself out of the yes. mix and she could yes. say it to you again. So we've got that video <laughs> moment. Ready, Jen? And yes. Marty, it's so good to meet you. Oh, Jennifer, it was great meeting you. <laughs> All right, relax. <laughs> Damn it. It was uh, great meeting both of you on the show today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. Our best wishes and thoughts out to Eric Folsom and Greg Lawson for safe travels while they're out enjoying the Paracon. Hopefully, 
knock on for Micah. They'll be back with us again next week, safe and sound. And we will have Jennifer back in the future. Maybe we'll get a full compliment with all the boys and Jennifer on the show uh, for a drink fest one night. Maybe she should join us for next year's Drinko de Nino episode. What do you think? (laughs) She may have to work herself up to that. I'm in. That is is a hard, hard show. Do I need some training? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. We'll have to, maybe once a month, we'll have you on the show building up your tolerance level because uh, during Drinko de Nino, we're all in one room doing a live broadcast and uh every time somebody slips up on a story in in takes another shot oh, so that's so uh, fun. i think i saw we, that something you did with that with Wednesday. yes it was so funny we were wrecked yeah. up pretty good uh seriously jennifer thank you so much how can people keep up with you and what's going on and are you still popping around with your podcast what's going on no i have just taken a big break and you know, i moved to idaho so i've just been getting situated here and you know, just hanging out. So in her own private Idaho and she's out there, but we're going to drag you kicking and screaming back into the paranormal world. So if your husband's cool with sharing you on the air, well, let's get you back and we'll have some more fun doing this. He's fine with it. That's great. I love it. Excellent. Uh, All right, Colonel, thanks for being with us tonight. All you guys take care, uh, keep in touch and you never know who might show up on the next episode of the paranormal 60. Paranormal 60 News is a words is hard production, but everything's better with a little generosity.